Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. On the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, uh, you could listen on the iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. And th- there that way gives yeah. you evening entertainment, morning entertainment, and it's everything that you miss. All right. Uh, your chance for money is still ahead at 320. The final keyword on our show will be revealed. You just follow the directions. You could win $1,000. And a reminder that tomorrow during this hour, we'll have the voice line callers. You want to be a part of that, you can still leave a message. The iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or use that toll-free number, one 877 1-877-664-7886. You may remember the story. Uh, it was Winco Foods store up in uh, Lancaster, grocery store. And there was a, a call for police because uh, the employees said that uh, uh, a man and a woman had uh, not only stolen some items, but they had assaulted one of the employees. And then the cops showed up and uh, there was uh, some rough stuff between a cop and the woman. Yeah, she, she got knocked to the ground. Yeah. And, and she got pepper sprayed. Yeah. And so all hell came down on the cop. Uh, what we had at the time was video taken by a bystander, body cam video. Now it appears we also have security video from inside the store that's come out that could add to the story. Steve Gregory, of course, has been covering this for KFI News, so he'll come on to talk about all these developments. So the big question whether the deputy was uh, uh, was using the proper use of force when he threw the woman to the ground. Sure. And, and now that we have another side to this story i think it's important to note that um i think i've mentioned it on this show many times when a deputy or an officer is being sent to a scene 
all they have to go on is what the dispatcher tells them. So in this case, I am looking at the actual dispatch log from Lancaster Station for that day. He has that in his hand. And I'm reading it, and it's in code here, so I'm, I'm, I'm deciphering it for the sake of the, of the show here. But it says at 12.16 p.m. on July 8th, incident 211N. And 211 is a robbery. So it's 211 in progress, 211N. It also says, you know, the suspects are fighting loss prevention at store. Suspect one, female, adult, black, sweater, gray, leggings. Suspect two, male, black, adult, and then nothing else there. But then what's interesting is, well, first of all, it's an emergency. That means they roll code three, lights and siren. So that means there's threat to to to, to body. It's it's imminent threat or death or whatever the case is. It, it, it escalates to lights and sirens. But then down here, that was at 1216. Then at 1217, deputies get... Um, there's a conversation that says currently in front of location, unknown if weapons involved. So now deputies are operating on the possibility that there could be weapons. Anytime the word weapons is said on a, on any kind of a radio call, Mm. cops and deputies, you know, protective forces go up, if you will. So now I talked to Tom, Yu, who's representing the deputy that was seen in this bystanders video and this is attorney Tom Yu on, on Kare explaining what is on the new video, as you mentioned, that was released by Winco. In that video, you, you can see the female suspect. She had a, a mask on. She at some point lowered her mask and made a motion with her uh, facial area. Uh, and it appeared to be she was spitting at the security officer. Oh. And the security staff wiped the spit off of his face and proceeded to follow her. Uh, and a couple moments later, you see her kind of lower her shoulder a little bit and almost ram her shoulder into the security staff. Uh, that was the three minutes or about two and a half minutes before the Lancaster desk received a 911 call from Winco. So that was what prompted the call. Right. There it is. That's the assault. She spit on him, which right. is assault. Yes. And then, and then lowered the shoulder. Lowered the shoulder and, yeah. and ran into him at mm-hmm. that point, too. So you have two incidents of assault there. And the robbery part. Right. So that's why the emergency call, because there was violence already involved. Right. But again, the cops don't know if there are weapons. Exactly. And so, you said when it goes out as a code three, it says here, which means lights and sirens. Right. Which means, and, and let me tell you, code three isn't used like it used to be. Back in the day, it was at the discretion of the deputy or the officer to roll code three because they were the ones that knew what their conditions were. But because of lawsuits over the years and deputies going through red lights and crashes and accidents and liability, they've taken that away from the field deputy and the field officer and they put it in the hands of a watch commander or a supervisor. And they're the ones that get to decide whether they get to roll code three, which means it has to escalate to becoming an emergency call and get approval from a supervisor before they can go code three. And all that has to happen in an instant. In an instant. And it's based on whatever the dispatcher is, is transmitting. Right, exactly. And what the dispatcher is getting from a 911 caller. So if that person, and I actually have the name and the phone number of the person who called 911 here. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it. And that call had come in at, uh, you know, as you say, the right moments after that. And that person reported what they saw and what had happened. So the dispatcher relays that. To the deputies in the field 
And the deputies are responding to the scene based on that action. And that's what uh, Tom, you, the attorney, is trying to make the point of. It's like Sheriff Luna should have never come out and had that press conference and done what he had done because he didn't have all the facts in front of him. And if he, he called gonna, it disturbing. Right. And if he's going to release bystander video or body, you know, any kind of video, he needs to release the other video. That's the assertion of Tom Yu. Now here in cut B, I asked the attorney, I said, well, what exactly do you think this does to your client and what do you want from the sheriff? I would invite the sheriff to issue an apology to my client and and do the right thing, which is reinstate my client to full duty without restrictions. And um, because the truth is the truth, right? I mean, uh, I think Sheriff Luna um, folded to some of the political pressures that were being applied to him. And um, and he failed to take uh, his proper course as a leader of the sheriff's department. He did not gather and he omitted information that was critical to his evaluation. I think that itself, Steve, is very disturbing to me. Well, this, you know, I mean, Luna's either got to uh, wait for the information or he's got to use the information to explain why he's taking the action and saying the things he's Yeah, why done. did he have to run out with I, a news conference like a day after the video came out? It's But he's, he's critical of the cops without having the information. You can't have that in a sheriff. That is really bad leadership. Well, and it's starting to impact morale. It has impacted morale, both Palmdale and Lancaster stations, and both Tom Yu, but I've, I've talked to deputies already that say that morale up there now is they're really kind of just you know, kind of moping around now and just really, I guess Sheriff Luna paid the Lancaster station to visit the other, the other night and it didn't go well. No, oh, yeah. no, uh, he could, he couldn't sell his, uh, it didn't go well. I was, to them. I was told it didn't go the well. Puppet. Uh, well, I, well, I mean, I, first well, no, of all, I mean, it's look not, where this, look where this is now. The justice department's investigating the state attorney general's investigating. Of course the sheriff, I'm surprised Gascon hasn't gotten involved. I was told that the, that the DA is not going to touch this one. Well, oh, he it, loves to come after cops. That's it unusual. wasn't yeah. that much of an incident to begin with. It was not. No. I mean, I'm, and and have we? And they have been charged with petty theft and battery of store staff. So. Now, refresh my memory. You was also saying that there's video of this woman, the suspect, raising her fist towards the deputy. Yeah, out in the that, parking lot. Out in the parking lot, and that's when he threw her to the ground. Right. Now, have you seen that video? Yeah. Well, no, no. That was that was in that that was in that initial bystander video. Oh, it was you see oh, it. bystander you see, video. You see where, according to Tom Yu, that you see where she's raising her hand okay. and raising her fist in a in a manner of that she could strike him. And got to remember, all of the events leading up to that moment gave the deputy reasonable suspicion that she was a violent individual right. or could pose a violent threat. Okay, so she 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 spits at the employee. She lowers her shoulder and rams the employee. Then she raises her fist to the deputy while her male partner was getting handcuffed. Right. And she's shouting and making demands and stuff. So I... I and going I, up to the deputy and, and resisting lawful commands. Right. I, I don't see what was out of line here. Well, again... I, I don't know what you want a cop to do. He's, he's, he's got to make the, the, the situation safe for himself and his partner and any other bystanders, and she's acting like a lunatic. Well, and Tom Yu said that uh, what's really the saddest part of all on this is that the optics of a white deputy taking down a black woman in a very physical manner, and he said that's what people have glommed on to. I see. So we can't have uh, white officers anymore. 
I, I mean, I, well, I really don't understand I mean, this, this nonsense regarding people's color. Did she, was she acting up in a threatening way? Yes. Did he do what a cop is supposed to do? Yes. What, the color doesn't matter here. And I, I, that's where the that's where the sheriff's got to say. He's got to come out and say this. Stop judging these incidents by color. Let's look at the actions of the suspect and the actions of the officer and then make a judgment of who's right and who's not. Well, I'll leave you with this. I think the thing that when, Tom, you and I were discussing this, the thing that kind of sticks out to him is that uh, Sheriff Luna was quick to say how many activists community leaders and politicians he called but in that same breath he never once mentioned he called the deputy for his side of the story that's bad that's bad news all right steve thank you very you much it. good mm -hmm. reporting there all right steve gregory more coming up including your chance at money another keyword will be revealed johnny ken kfi am 640 live everywhere iheart radio you're listening to john and ken on demand from kfi am 640 all right well done uh you know, it's been said, and I don't, I don't really disagree, that when the nation gets fascinated with the missing person story, it's usually a pretty blonde woman. Yes, it, it is. Tends to be the case. In fact, in the next story we're about to do, I was thinking about that woman in Northern California. Remember, she faked her disappearance. I'm trying to remember her name. She had like a funny name. Remember that woman, the blonde woman? Oh yeah. She was supposedly the perfect mother and wife and. She said she was abducted by two Latina women. Remember that? Whole? Yes. And didn't didn't she have an ex-boyfriend shooting hockey pucks at her? <laughs> yes, she came to Orange County. Good memory. So that and the guy would... was to try to make it look like she got beat up. Right. <laughs> Sherry Papini, I think. Papini is yes. her name, right? Papini. Well, for a few days, we had a story that was making headlines, and I was following it to some extent, of a missing woman in Alabama by the name of Carly Russell, and she's a, a black woman. And apparently what happened with her is she called 911 to say that she had found a toddler walking on the interstate. She wanted to report that, so she was uh, calling 911. Well, she vanished after that. And the first thing that happened that was a little suspicious is the police said they found no evidence of a toddler that was walking on the interstate. So she said that she was forced. She did show up a few days later, just like Papini. Oh, Papini was months, wasn't it? I think a couple of yeah. months later. Yeah. She said she was forced into an 18-wheeler, taken to a home where a man and a woman told her to get undressed and took photos of her nude. Hmm. <laughs> uh, though blindfolded, she was not bound because she said they didn't want to leave impressions on her wrists. She said she could hear a baby crying and a woman with the man that she said kidnapped her. Uh, she said the man had orange hair with a big bald spot on, his, on the back. That's pretty specific, right? Very colorful. That's right. They just emerged from the trees of the interstate and pulled her into the 18-wheeler. She said she escaped the truck but was captured again and put into a car. And then at a house, she was forced to undress and be photographed. It's quite a story. I it's mean, really complicated. If it's made up. She yeah. does not remember them having any physical or sexual contact with her. She uh -huh. stated the next day she woke up, she was fed cheese crackers by the female. The woman played with wow. her hair. <laughs> and then at some point, she was put into a car and managed to escape. She told detectives she ran through a lot of woods until she came out near her own residence. Hmm. That's rather fortunate, isn't it? It's, uh, that, that's a lot of meth she must have taken. She I mean, also, it really uh, sounds like a drug trip, a hallucination. She was busy searching the internet. Maybe mushrooms. Uh, on July 11th, the search, if you, ha if you have to pay for an Amber Alert, 
another was for a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> another search. Uh, how to take money from a register without being caught. And then a search for the movie Taken, a film about abduction starring Liam Neeson. I like the part, do you have to pay for an Amber Alert? <laughs> so she, she she was hoping to be, to be an Amber Alert woman. I but then guess she, I so. guess she wondered, it's like, well, if they catch me and figure this out, do I then have to pay for the alert? So what, I'll disappear myself I, and I, make I, up a story about being abducted? I, I, I don't when know. When police re- finally interviewed her, she did have a small injury to her lip. And here's an odd thing, $107 in cash in her right sock. Yeah, this this is like the Papini woman, just a, a complete mental breakdown. Yes, and a desire to be uh, to be the subject of attention. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it says here the night she vanished, surveillance video from a spa where she worked showed that she concealed a dark colored bathrobe, a roll of toilet paper, and other items belonging to the business prior to her departure. She then ordered food from a local restaurant and picked it up, went to Target, where she purchased granola bars, Cheez-Its, and a drink. Uh, all this stuff was still in the car. That's really, so I, I mean, that's really erratic behavior. It suggests, like, schizophrenia or some kind of uh, breakdown. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, homeless people do. They do crazy erratic stuff like that. She does have a boyfriend. Uh, God rest his soul, boy. His name is Tamar Latrell Simmons. Like that husband Sherry Papini had. His Facebook page was once filled with photos of he and Carly together. He has taken them all down. Yeah, time to get out. She's a nursing student. I'd be packing. Be packing fast. He was one of those when she was missing, said that she's out there fighting for her life. But I guess he's probably changed his tune about... Call, uh, Call your friends over. Who has a van? She um, brings some boxes. Yeah, it's a strange kind of mental state of mind to want to people to frantically search for you. I, yeah, it's just a very lonely, sad person. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the brain is a, is is very fragile. And it doesn't yeah. take much for it to go completely haywire. Uh, yeah. Apparently, she drove the length of six football fields while making calls about spotting this child. Uh, so it, that to get people worked up, she claimed mm-hmm. it was a three or a four year old. It's out there wandering around near the interstate. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to help this child. And then when they got to the scene, she was gone. There was no toddler. There was nothing. Right. No other witnesses. Nobody else calling in. Right. Yeah. Because a toddler on the side of an interstate, you'd get a lot of calls on that. Right. Yeah. Uh, they offered. Uh, eventually, it ended up with sixty three thousand dollars being offered in reward money. The cops officially are still saying they just haven't verified her story, whether she ends up in the Sherry Papini category, because she eventually got charged, didn't she, with mm-hmm. something? Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, because you're no. taking up police resources. This and... is this is mental hospital time. That's where that's where she ought to go. Give her then a... we should feel sad, right? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't feel for anybody anymore. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Uh, I'm still worn out from the screaming guy this morning in the park. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 till 4 after 4 o'clock, listen to what you missed. The iHeart app has the John and Ken On Demand podcast. And the voice line is coming back. This hour tomorrow, leave your messages. Time is running out. Use the iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is your place there to do that. Call the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We now turn our... Joe Biden's 80, but uh, we have a California politician who's got 10 years on him. I haven't heard much (laughs) about her lately, but she's in the news this week. It's Dianne Feinstein, who is 90... And uh, still, as far as we know, no intentions to step down from her U.S. Senate seat. But she made the news this week, and I, I'm a bit baffled. 
she's apparently uh, decided to file a petition with the court to make her daughter, Catherine Feinstein, the successor trustee of her husband's trust. Richard Bloom died last year. And she's arguing that the people serving as trustees have refused to make distributions to reimburse Senator Feinstein's medical expenses. Why I'm puzzled is that, first of all, the story says the trust is worth somewhere between $1 million and $5 million, but there are government transparency reports that estimate that Feinstein is worth $120 million. So her, her, she husband, doesn't want to... her husband was extraordinarily wealthy. Yes. Uh, uh, I forgot yes. how he made all that money. I think he was involved in investments and venture capital stuff. I yeah. don't remember. I did look him up one time. Uh, so why do they need the trust? Is it that they don't want to tip, dip into her own? I'm guessing they want to dip into her own assets, which she would like to leave to family, and they'd rather dip into the trust, which is supposed to provide for her as well. Uh, they're claiming that the trustees, their names are Mark R. Klein and and Mark Shlovnik, who previously used to work for Blum, Bloom, they uh, were inappropriately appointed and they're not paying. Their response is, we don't understand this. We've never denied any disbursement to Senator Feinstein, let alone for medical expenses. Uh, he has not been shown any evidence that the, this sister, this daughter, Catherine Feinstein, has power of attorney for her mother. They too. were married over 40 years, and he, he died of lung cancer, so he knew what was coming. So you'd think all this would be laid out in writing. I wonder if this is her uh, one of her dementia moments here. She's gotten well, paranoid. She's made up a problem that doesn't really exist. But then why would the daughter, who actually has some uh, political positions in the Bay Area, why would she go along with this? Uh, right, the daughter apparently was some kind of judge or something like that. So uh, I, if the, I don't understand any of this. If she's got over a hundred million dollars, then no, what did? None of this makes any sense. It uh, except you're fighting over the trust of the dead husband. Well, let's spend that money, right, rather than my own money, kind of thing. I, I mean, the story says here. Uh, Feinstein sold a home she owned with her husband in Aspen this year for $25 million. In yeah. 2021, Bloom sold a Lake Tahoe home for $36 million. Yeah, he had an investment firm. I was right. He was involved in Holy investments. Holy crap. $36 million? Yeah, Lake in, Tahoe. In Lake Tahoe? Yeah. Must have been quite the, the beautiful... What the hell was that? Was that a hotel? Uh, <laughs> let me see. I'm gonna, there's a link here to see a picture of it. Oh my God! I mean, t between the two homes, that's sixty million dollars plus. Oh, the New York Post says they had to cut the price by ten million. The waterfront oh. compound was briefly listed for forty-six million in twenty twenty, taken off the market, relisted in June for forty-one million. The price was slashed to thirty-six million, and it was purchased. All right, so Diane Feinstein has got medical expenses, and she asked their marital trust to pay it, and they won't pay it. That's what she's claiming, right, because the trust is run by two former Bloom associates who I think, because by the way, if I mention this, both Feinstein and Bloom had children from their previous marriages. Right. So they didn't, I don't think they, they think they got married later in life and well, didn't have any now, kids together. They got married so. in 1980, so that's 42 years they were together. 
Right, but she's already 50 years old then, so there were no new kids. Oh, my God, that's right. (laughs) So she'd be 48 or 50, yeah. (laughs) What I suspect here is a little struggle going on because Mm. apparently Feinstein's daughter is claiming that they won't let her sell a property they have in a place called Stinson Beach, that the daughters are fighting her uh, because they want to, they would reduce their inheritance when the senator dies, and they want to make use of the residence during her lifetime and after her death at her expense. That's what the daughter put in the court documents. Bloom has three daughters right, from his previous marriage. So this smells to me a lot like very wealthy people fighting over you know yeah being getting more of the uh of the inheritance and the, and the monetary pie that's what it sounds like like one of those uh, infighting things between rich people oh yeah that's so what it happens. doesn't matter that i'm already rich on principle you're not getting that money yeah, i want that I money they're all going to end up with tens of millions of dollars and nobody's happy oh yeah i mean if feinstein's really worth 120 million that's a, that's a grand that's inheritance. Great. Plus, there's a question of, you know, your liquid assets versus your illiquid assets. She may be worth $120 million, but it's not stuff that, you know, you, you can no. sell tomorrow that you can no. ask, access very no. easily. No, most wealthy people don't have much liquidity. Right. And that's often the problem with net worth. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Yeah, I'll do you 10 years better. What? I mentioned Joe Biden, 80, mm-hmm. right? Dianne Feinstein, the last story, 90. Mm-hmm. Where do we go next? 100. 100. Henry Kissinger. He just went to China. He's there now. He's still shuffling around. I saw an interview. He met with, with the Chinese president today. Yeah. He's still trying to make peace for us. <laughs> the, he turned 100 in May. I, and he's still taking trips around the world. That's remarkable. I saw a TV interview with him. I read I read an interview with him in print, and uh, he's still uh, he's still on top of it. He like, did. Uh, yeah. Did you actually hear him speak? He was very well, uh, coherent. It, it, and I don't well, mean dementia. It's also the voice well, it's, gets really. It's, it's the German accent. You know that's that's. Uh, the thing. Yes, 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 that's right. <laughs> but <laughs> if you can decode that, that's the hardest part. I mean, yeah, I mean he yeah he sounds older and gravelly and the German accent and all, but, you know, his 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 thoughts were, the content was good. 52 years ago, he initiated the normalization of U.S.-China relations. Thanks for that. I, there he is. He was, but he was already 50 years old then. Well, it's like <laughs> Feinstein. He's married, she's married over 40 years when she was 50. It's like, what? Yeah. So I, 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 don't, uh... I don't know if he's an official emissary or he kind of did this on his own. It's not really clear. But the Chinese welcomed him because uh, clearly, uh, you know, he oh, yeah. to he'd do be, with opening he'd be that hero. country up. Sure. Made yeah. them a lot of money. Op- opened up the American markets. Yeah. All right. Well, there's always people that want to eat challenging things. I'm not one of them, but there was a woman who went to a restaurant in Los Gatos and she saw an item on the menu that, uh, well, she asked about it and she thought it might be cool to try. Uh, the menu item is called Dragon Balls. Hmm. What? It's a chicken... Dragon Balls? No, I don't know. A spicy chicken appetizer prepared with dried Thai peppers. I guess those are particularly... Uh... Oh, so these aren't some weird animal's testicles. No, they just call them Dragon Balls, because dragons right. breathe right. fire, you so, get it? So I heard balls, and I got gross. Yeah, down. I know, because everyone... I mean, uh... I know I know dragons aren't real, but I thought maybe there was... 
what's the dish where they serve like bull testicles or something? Uh, yeah, they have a name for it. I don't remember. Uh, so she went to the restaurant in July of 2021 and she ordered the Dragon Balls mm-hmm. and she ate them. And wow, she says she instantly felt her entire mouth, the roof of her mouth, her tongue, her throat and her nose burn like fire. The chili, Thai chilies, can range from 50,000 to 250,000 heat units on what they call the Scoville scale. I just saw that on a game show the other night. What's the spicy scale called? The Scoville scale. For reference, jalapenos are only 2,500 to 5,000. So, And so this people, was what? This was anywhere between 50,000 and 250,000. So at least 10 times even more than that, twenty times. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that because hot. Yeah, it's it, it's it's some kind of uh, like oil, right? That erupts yeah. in your mouth. She says that her throat and her voice have been damaged. She incurred permanent injuries. Hmm. She will forever be damaged to her body. She's suing more than two dozen people, including the owner, two dozen the people. chef, the server, anyone who influenced, designed, prepared, or participated in creating the Dragon Ball dish. The lawsuit says. That's, that's the response was, we don't use that much chili spice in our Dragon Balls. They were not accepted. I'm sure other people have eaten them. Maybe she was particularly sensitive to this particular type of Thai yeah, Or chili. she's she's a scam artist and shaking them down. Mm. Oh, I mean, the, the, the lawsuit said that the dish is dangerous to life, unfit for human consumption, likely to cause injury to a reasonable person, should not be given to or eaten by any people. They went uh, full out in their language in this Yeah, lawsuit. they're shaking down money. They're, they're hoping they, they, they want to settle. They want to settle. And, uh, yeah. Well, what I, if she I, has no voice? What I, if her whole esophagus is burnt out? But unless there was a mistake in making that dish, why would she be the only one? And everything's relative. You ever go to a restaurant and sometimes you ask the server, is it really spicy? And they tell you, oh, yeah, no, It depends on your own tolerance. Exactly. I got so a friend can't... who goes out of his way to eat the hottest dishes. Like he almost. Oh, pride. I do too. I know people like yeah, that. Yeah, they pride themselves on it too. They think it's really cool, right? Right, and their their face turns all red, and it looks like they're going to have a heart attack and die. But all right, if that's what you want to do, that's how they get their thrills. I, I, I don't impressing see, people. I don't see any pleasure in that. But <laughs> eating uh, really hot foods, you know, I don't get it either. My problem is, I think spicy foods ruin the real the real underneath taste of the food. I don't really understand yeah, why but, you just want to eat hot spice. Then just uh, you know, drink a bottle of. Uh, you know, I think it's a Tabasco. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Gargle with it. Really turns you on. Uh, Conway's here. Hey now, hey now. Tough night for me last night. Tough night. If I played my mom's birthday, mm-hmm. my sister's birthday, and my birthday, and my brother's, all four of our birthdays, a mm-hmm. billion dollars. Those numbers were all my my brothers. Uh, my sister's born on in July on the seventh. Mm-hmm. I'm ten thirteen October thirteenth. My mom was on the twenty fourth on uh-huh. Christmas Eve. So that's five of the numbers. And the other one was eleven. My brother's birthday. If I just played my brother's birthday, my sister's, my mom's, myself, four birthdays, billion dollars. Do that next week. But you know what? <laughs> but but I I I felt like that was a blessing that my mom was looking over me saying if if you got a hold of a billion dollars it would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'd be dead by Friday. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I'd be in Vegas with a whole floor to myself and shoving cocaine in every orifice. You'd be all in. That's right. the first bet. Have you have you yeah, ever, try to triple it on the first bet? Have you Put ever, the lottery ticket down on the table. All in. <laughs> Did you ever buy a ticket with those numbers? 
I, I no, Good not question. with those, not with those exact numbers. No. Oh well, then really, what is this worth? You never tried it. Mm, yeah, but I blew it last night. Yeah. Was, When's that going to come? So you never, but you never thought of no, no, it. no. I thought about. I always play my brothers, sisters, my dads, and my wife's, my my daughter's uh, birthdays. Uh, always, ooh. always. Oh, so I, I technically could have played that, but right. I haven't played those. Look, I got a big family. To play all my numbers, it'll cost me $700,000. Yeah, you got like six siblings, don't you? I have four younger brothers and older sister. Yeah. Right. No, see, that, that'd be an endless number of combinations. And stepsister. Yeah. And I got, uh, oh, it's a mess. I got a lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of things going on. Um, you love that, them all, though. That's right. But that Feinstein thing, I've been through that before with my dad. That's a money grab. Yeah, oh, that's a money grab. Yeah. If there's 125 million lying around, there's enough for everybody. They're yeah. fighting over a three million dollar trust fund, right? right? But but they get really greedy. The wealthier yes. you get, the greedier you get. Yeah, like the right. the friends I've had that made a lot of money are the cheapest people I know. Oh, wow. That's true. True story. That's good. And the guys who don't make much money, man, they buy drinks for everybody. They're way too generous. Eventually, you live long enough, your whole family turns on you because they want want all that money. They want everything you got. Right. Right. Well, well, death doesn't bring people together. It separates people financially. And and, and, and the internet as well. I I think Facebook has probably separated more people than it's brought together. Oh, yeah. No, it's know. caused more trouble. Than it yeah, it has. Uh, no, Conway's up next. Thank Ding you. Alex Stellan will be with us. Uh, that's a big deal in Dean oh. Sharp. So oh, okay. there you go. Like those All two right. guys, uh, stick, stay uh, with us. Uh, Ding dong. Ding dong with you, Kenny. Crozier's got the news. <laughs> Come on. Live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.